0: What's going on, guys? This is going to be our last time we ask you to do this, at least this year. Time is running out. Time is running out. Three days left to nominate us for the podcast awards. Um, head over to com If you haven't done it yet, put in your email address and fill out the, uh, the form. And uh, just select us in the TV and film section. And, and obviously
1: be... the people's choice. Yeah, yeah. The people.
0: I mean, if no one else. The people. That's who loves us. <laughs> what? Um, Yeah, so we would really appreciate it. Any more details that they should know that I'm forgetting, Jeff?
1: Uh, Just enter the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and then... um,
0: mcucast.com.
1: mcucast.com, and then your email address and name, and submit, and you're done.
0: That's all you got to do. And you can also pick all your other favorite podcasts from all the other genres that they list. But please, select us for TV and film. It would really help us out. Thank you so much. we the rest of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. Yeah, the rest of the Giant Size Team-Up Network, of course. Except Except for DC on screen. Except for DC on screen. 'Cause there, there are competitors this week.
1: Yeah, grrr. Grr. <laughs> Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are going to be talking about Robert Downey Jr. He has joined the Spider-Man Homecoming film and hints at more for Iron Man. Uh, Nathan Fillion has joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe in an interesting role and capacity. Projected numbers for Civil War have grown a bit since we talked about them last. And Chris Evans is scared to walk away from the Captain America role.
0: Plus, we'll be talking about Season 3, Episode 18 of... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The Singularity. Ooh. That's sexy. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I am Jeffrey Andel. Welcome, my friends. Welcome in. Uh, We are excited to talk to you all tonight. What have we got in the news tonight, Jeffrey?
1: Man, Robert Downey Jr. has joined the cast of Spider-Man Homecoming. That is so exciting. Iron Man's going to be in a Sony film. We
0: were were speculating about this for a long time, that it was very likely. uh, And they've said that this deal allows them to cross over. Marvel characters into the Spider-Man films, and this is their first foray in doing so. It's awesome! Yeah, it's,
1: it's it's so perfect uh, a deal because then you can have, like we talked about before, you can have people like signing deals with with Sony and doing their films, and then still doing some stuff with Marvel side, like going back and forth between the universe and racking up the money because Sony's got all of that, like PlayStation money. <laughs> you know, they've got the the big Studio dollars to work with. I mean, Disney still has the the Marvel or Marvel still has the Disney backing, rather. But having the the brute force of Sony along with them is huge for for getting these awesome actors paid. Yeah, uh, well, see,
0: that's that's something that uh, I, I mentioned this a long time ago. Uh, but the interesting thing about these Sony deals that I I find incredibly interesting. Disney. So the reason Sony wants this this deal is because it's gonna it's gonna make their Spider Man movies way more popular. If you can have if you can have Iron Man, so they're willing to pay to have Iron Man in these films. Yeah. Now, there's been a lot of discussion about what's going to happen. You know, once all these contracts run out for Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Hemsworth, um, what if? They start making these Sony movies and they don't have those same deals worked out that Marvel has, those sweetheart deals at the low cost. And Marvel says, Sure, you keep working for us for cheap, but go gouge Sony. Like, charge them. (laughs) Charge them all the money.
1: (laughs) Dig into their pockets real deep.
0: I mean, think about it. Like, that's the thing. Robert Downey Jr., if he demands way too much money, eventually the contract negotiations are going to break down and they're going to. Kill off Tony Stark, or replace Tony Stark, or yeah. eventually even reboot the universe. Uh, if they if they if they get that, you know, and we're, we may be talking fifteen years down the road when the, just every character has been exhausted, yeah. and they just like, well, we need a we need like to we need to reboot the
1: shit. There's such a deep, just well of of character to pull from. I agree. I, the, I just I don't think that they would reboot like. That quickly?
0: No, I don't, I don't think so either. <clears throat> uh, that's why I said ten or fifteen years down the road. No,
1: like not even that fast. I do.
0: I, th- <laughs> I think there. I mean, we're, we're in we're in uncharted territory. I mean, what 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 series has gone on this long in continuity other than Star Trek? I was about to say Star Trek. <laughs> Star Star Wars, kinda, sort of, kind of, sort of, and even that way less films than Star Wars. Uh, and and Marvel's about to rival Star Trek in number of films. I think it is. I think we just passed. I believe and we're Star hitting Trek, thirteen right now. I believe Star Trek only has eleven. Yeah. So okay. we're officially. I, I don't know of another. I mean, I'm sure there are. i like, there's like Godzilla has. There's tons of Godzilla <laughs> movies. Uh, but I don't know how many of those are in the same canon. How many? How often do they reboot it? Yeah. Like this is this is new territory to have this many films to this to have
1: this big a continuity.
0: Yeah. yeah. It, it is. I mean. There's still, again, Star Trek still holds the, like, most hours in continuity. Star Trek still holds that. But, like, it's not too far off. I mean, there are four Star Trek series. I'm sorry. There are five Star Trek series. Goodness, I forgot one. What am I doing? Uh, and a sixth on the way. But in, the, in those five, the majority of them have almost seven seasons. So we're not, we're not there on the TV shows yet. But we're getting there. There's, there's four TV shows just on Netflix um, and after a few seasons, they're going to catch up. They're going to like. Yeah, they're going to overtake Star Trek <laughs> for the largest amount of continuity out there. And I, I love that.
1: Well, there's technically there's going to be four shows and a miniseries. Yes, the Defenders. Yes. So on, just on Netflix alone, and so, then uh, we're going to have what Agents of Shield, Damage Control, um, Mar- uh, Marvel's Most Wanted, possibly more Agent Carter. Yeah, and by the by the time. They are they're gonna have a second
0: season of Daredevil and a second season of Jessica Jones and then they're gonna have defenders that's going to be seven seasons of television over the course of two years that's so much three maybe three years uh, so what you're gonna have is you know I just talked about how Star Trek had five series yeah it's only and each of them had about seven seasons not all but most um, they're gonna replace almost like replace the amount of television in just three years. So seven seasons are going to be on there, you know? It's going to be awesome. (laughs) It's going to be a lot. There's so much Marvel TV coming, and I love that they're keeping it. So far, so good. They're doing a good job of keeping continuity.
1: Yeah. It's going to get tough, though. It's going to come to a point to where, like, they can't, keep like retconning and throwing in like I was in this area whenever the thing happened. Like, okay, well. Right. But where were you? Like, what were you well, doing? They just have to decide
0: well what kind of stories to tell for what kind of characters. Yeah. As long as they as long as they tell appropriately sized stories that not necessarily the Avengers are going to get called in on. I yeah. mean it's just like and, and I mean they a lot of times they have they have good reasons. Like an Ant Man. It's like yeah. <laughs> I tried for years to keep my tech out of
1: Stark's hand, you know? Speaking of Ant Man, um with that with the, the Pimtech disaster, quote unquote, uh WHIH official on Twitter, mm-hmm. the, the news organization that uh Leslie Bibb's character Christine Everhart works for. Um that news organization has a Twitter feed and they've been posting videos like crazy over the past couple of days, the past week or so.
0: Yeah, we have and, some feedback about that, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's real like,
1: cool. one, of the, uh, one of the videos was effectively saying, like, where were the Avengers during the Pimtech disaster? Huh. Like, during the destruction of that building, like, where were the Avengers? Why didn't they show up? And, like, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, because I've been stupid busy at work, but... Um, I'm really interested in what their Twitter feed is doing because they haven't like they haven't spoken up at all on Twitter since before Ant-Man came out. Like if you if you scroll down through all the stuff that they've done over the past couple of days, the last thing that they had before they started up again was that uh, there was like a, uh, a special on Scott Lang before he got out of prison. Yeah, and it like it just ends there.
0: I would love it if they just had like a constant stream. I realize they're they're ramping it up to try to promote Civil War. Oh yeah, which is you know the reason they haven't had it going is because the last movie was Ant Man. Um, But uh, it'd be awesome if they just had like a weekly report, like what's going on in the Marvel Universe.
1: We could do that. Be super fun. We could. Oh wait, we do do that. We do that. Yeah. We already do that. (laughs) Huh? Well, crap.
0: Yeah, actually, stay away from that. Uh, yeah, get out of here. <laughs>
1: stay out, Leslie Bibb. We don't need you. I just
0: wish I, I wish some of the, the Netflix and ABC content was like kind of thrown in there too. Yeah, it would be so nice far, if it was haven't.
1: like uh, a big deal to them, but it's not. I mean, it's a small universe. They're yeah. the ones they step on. Nobody noticed the ants, except for Ant Man. Ant Man notices the ants every time. So Michael Keaton has exited talks with Marvel. Yes, he's no longer in talks. That is a bummer. They didn't come to an agreement.
0: That is a bummer. Just a great
1: actor. It's Reportedly,
0: always awesome to uh, add a great actor to a movie. So
1: yeah, um, this is this this disappointment right now is why I didn't want to report on the rumor before.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm not that disappointed. You're was, so I, you're it crying. Was still, it was still super fun to talk Stop about. Stop crying. Week. Um, I don't mind. Be okay. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't <clears> mind. I don't mind talking about a rumor as long as it's fun to talk about. Which that one was. And uh, it's
1: uh, apparently not happening. But you know who hasn't exited talks with Marvel? Who's that? Robert Downey Jr. has not exited talks. I mean, he's still got his contracts. But he's mentioned recently uh, in a segment on Civil War that aired on ABC's Nightline. uh, He said, talking about another Iron Man movie, I feel like I could do one more. And that would be real cool. To get another Iron Man movie, especially considering the last one, what the last one got 1.2 billion dollars for this. dude. Yeah, it's,
0: it's one of the most success. It's the most successful solo film, isn't it?
1: I or think was, so. Yeah.
0: Did Guardians beat it? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. I think it was the most successful solo.
0: I know. I know it is currently uh, beating in a in a box office mojo showdown. It is currently beating uh, Batman v Superman, which is a little sad.
1: Sad for BV, uh, BVS. Yeah.
0: Sad for BVS. It's like you got two of the most popular superheroes of all time, and their box office can't beat one that seven years ago was no one. You know, like, nobody Yeah, like, really cared before about 2008 I, was a like complete,
1: Man. like, C-lister. Yeah. As far as, well, not C, probably B-list. I mean, not in the
0: universe, he's a pretty big deal. But in the uh, in in the minds of the public, he wasn't, you know. Yeah. He, the, if you looked at Marvel, not it was the X-Men or the Spider-Man. Even yeah. Punisher was bigger at that point. Yeah,
1: Punisher had had two films at that point. Yeah. no, or, no, three no, no, films. no no Dolph no, Lundgren. Forget yeah, about him. yeah, yeah. Just... So much more is going into Iron Man now. And, I mean, it's because of him. It's because of RDJ. As, I mean, you got perfect casting, great writing, and him just doing his thing. So, like, he's the reason that that character is so great.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so, I totally like, agree. if
1: he continues that, then, you know, everybody's going to be on board, and that's just going to be a ton of money for the
0: studio. I love that we have two stories about how we were going to get more more Tony Stark. Right. <laughs> played by Robert Downey Jr. Like, that's just great news. <laughs>
1: it's just, it's just happy times for, for all of us fans. Um, let's see next up. Oh, you know, Chris Evans talked about his continuity of, uh, the Captain America role. He said he's scared to walk away. Um, he was, uh, he was talking to, I believe it was Collider. Um, he said that there's no re-upping on his contract yet. Um, But here's his quote is, it's so funny to think about how fast time has moved. We started this in 2010 and six years is gone in the blink of an eye. In the beginning, it was so terrifying. And now you're almost scared. Like, I'm scared to walk away. I'm scared to not have one of these coming. For the past six years, there's always been next year we start on that one. And it's been wonderful, especially because the movies are so good. When you make good movies, who wants to stop doing that? So I don't know. We'll see. I know in the comics, the shield gets passed off. And what do you know? Uh, more than anything else in this process and meeting fans and experiencing these junkets and people who love the character, the character is bigger than you. And whatever the character needs, whatever Marvel needs for that arc, I'm willing to do. So if that is me passing it off, you pass it off. But if they want to make more, I'm ready. Yeah. And he had mentioned not long ago um, that he wanted to transition to more behind the camera work and like do more directing. And he was saying that like after this contract is up, that might just be it for him for films. Yeah. But now I remember all that talk. I need more.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I I appreciate your fear, Chris Evans, because I don't want him to go away. I don't want you to go away. I think he's great. Even if he doesn't, I don't want any of them to go away. Right? If if they have to, if they have to kill them off, or if they have to, I I don't mind them dying an epic death that I that I have to emotionally go through. That's fine. Uh, But if they're not going to kill them off and they don't have a good like compelling story reason to do so. I don't see why a Tony Stark just doesn't kind of fade into the background for a while,
1: and then... Like in Avengers Disassembled. Sure. You just, they, they all kind of go away and do their own separate thing, and he disappears for a little bit. Yeah. There's been a few times uh, in stories where he's just kind of faded off, and everybody else has done their thing, and then sure. he comes back, or they have to go find him or something.
0: Sure, and that, and that could be, you know, whatever. It could be that he's decided to give up the suits for a while, and then he, he could just be Tony Stark. Who exists in the world doesn't have to appear in every movie, even every Avengers movie. He could just show up four Avengers movies from now as like, oh yeah, I was, you know. it's <laughs> like, I'm the uh, I'm the badass like original Avengers. Like yeah, he
1: comes back like an OG and it's just like, you kids, come on, yeah, come on, guys. Like why? That's such a cool area this is to just explore. Galactus.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. Let's come on. <laughs> it's such a cool area to explore, and um, and and I and I, I, I think. We we don't have that now because currently it's still the, the original four, you know, yeah. are still there. If they if they left for a while and then came back, it'd be kind of a cool dynamic. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Galactus, uh, on Collider actually, Collider I think it was Collider Heroes today, which is a really good podcast about all things uh, geeky and uh, kind of our genre. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, they have uh, the, one of the one of the hosts there. I forget which one. Whoops, because uh, I never know who's talking because I don't know anyone's names. Uh, Good job. <laughs> I listen to the audio. They have a video, and when they do it by video, you can see their names. But I don't know. Uh, one of them has a theory <laughs> that what they what they're going to do is for Phase Four, they're going to bring in the Fantastic Four, Ooh. and it'll be like Phase Four, Fantastic Four, like a big a like, Fantastic
1: Phase Four. Yeah, something uh, like that. I get
0: it. And they're also going to bring in like the fantastic. characters that were brought in by the Fantastic Four, like the Silver Surfer and the Inhumans and other characters who were originally associated with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. So, it's a cool idea. That and is a neat idea. Galactus, of course, would be oh, God. the... Uh,
1: that would be such a We great need something villain.
0: bigger than Thanos for Phase 4, 5, or 6 or whatever. I mean,
1: there's a lot that's bigger than Thanos. Sure, sure. Out in that universe, man. But
0: Galactus <laughs> being one of them, and that yeah. would be... Yeah, uh, that, you know, could be could be a cool thing to bring in.
1: Hmm. hmm. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> like we've mentioned after uh, after Fantastic Four did so poorly for Fox, that just like give it back to Marvel, let them do it yeah. right, and give them all of the rights. Like you can even make a deal like Sony did. Yeah. And like pump money into it, just give the let creative, them give have creative control. control.
0: Uh, and and that, again, I think I think Marvel would love that for the same reason I said earlier. You could like make. Uh, make Fox pay your actors big money and you keep paying them, you know, reasonable, but, you know... Not like... Keep working not with like us. table
1: scraps, but...
0: Yeah, keep working with us, Hulk, and you'll get those big
1: paydays of going over and being in a yeah, Fantastic Four movie. Kind of like... Um, kind of like how... Like, normal office people get, like, their salary, and then at the end of the year they get a big bonus. It's like that, except, like, Marvel's the salary, yeah. and Sony and Fox are the big bonus for, like, Christmas.
0: I don't know if that, that theory is true at all. It's total speculation on my part, but it just makes sense, because Marvel has these deals with these actors, and now they're just crossing over for one film. I bet they're getting a big payday. I oh, bet yeah. I bet RDJ is making big bucks to be in
1: Spider-Man. Oh, Yeah. I mean, he gets big bucks to be in anything at this point. Sure, like, he's such a big name. Oh man, and you know the amount of money these films are making like they can they can shell out something because Spider Man's going to make a ton of money. I mean, Civil War uh, we talked about last week how Civil War was supposed to be getting like one hundred and seventy five million, million projected. Yeah, this week they're saying that they're they're looking at one hundred ninety million domestically and oh over like two hundred to two hundred and thirty million worldwide on opening weekend alone. <laughs> That's crazy. It's so stop,
0: big. stop speculating so high people. You're setting the bar so high. I, know. I think they're going to I really think they're going to make it. I think 200 million would not be out of the question. It's... I mean,
1: if you if you look at the reviews, like all most about 98% of the, of the reviews. I only say that cuz like Rotten Tomatoes is kind of an aggregate of reviews. And you have to take most of it with a grain of salt. You know, there's going to be bandwagoners. But currently, there are 43 reviews, and only one of them is bad. And even then, it's just nitpicky. And that puts Civil War at a 98% a week and a half before it releases in the U.S. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Like, every the rest of the world, I guess, is getting it this week, and we get it next week. And... Oh my god! And it's holding such a high percentage still. Uh, that's that's boding well, because like, if you looked at uh, if you looked at the numbers for BVS before going, you would have went, mm, I don't know if I want to go see that. Yeah, because it might not be good. Like you still get the fanboys that are like, Oh my god, it's Batman and it's Superman and it's Wonder Woman and there's Aquaman gonna be in it. Like I have to go. So I understand that, but like the general populace takes in reviews and looks at rotten tomatoes and like they they gauge these things based on the information available to them like that and this is good information so far. Yeah. So like this is this is going to make a lot of money. <laughs> this is going to make a whole bunch. I mean especially if you if you're including Spider-Man cuz you know, that gets the kids. And did you see, did you see the, um, the new TV spots this week? Yes. That involved Spider-Man? Yes, I did. I love that he caught he caught Bucky's metal arm punch, and then was like, you've got a metal arm? That's awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's so just, like, unabashedly teenager. Oh, yeah. It's like he's,
0: he, he sounds like he's playing with um, action figures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> he really does. Super silly. Um, super fun. And I think I said it last week. You know, it's the week coming up to the movie, they need to start showing more Spider-Man yeah, in, the, they, in the marketing.
1: And, I, you know, when I saw that TV spot, I thought about you saying that. I was like, huh, they listened. <laughs> they absolutely did. Clearly, they listened. Good job, Marvel. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> pay, pay me, Marvel. Pay me. <laughs> they Mar- were, marketing expert. They don't have to. You're doing all the work for them already. Damn. That's yeah, too was, bad. There a flaw in my plan. <laughs> And um, Spider-Man in a uh, different TV spot. They could. They put out two of them that had him in it. Like, yeah, he no. uh, he saluted Cap. Like, hey Cap, big fan. Mm. Like everything and, that I've seen. <laughs>
0: and Iron Man said something like, "We don't really need to start a dialogue. Yeah, we don't
1: need to start a dialogue. Fine. <laughs> I like these few extra bits of Spider-Man that we've been getting are just so much the Spider-Man that I expect and love. Yeah, out of a kid Spider-Man, absolutely. Like. I, I, he's going to make me smile. Like, everybody has been saying, Spider-Man is going to steal the show. Like, I'm going to call it now. He's going to steal the show. Even yeah. though everybody else has already said it, I'm just kind of man-wagoning at this point. But, <laughs> uh, I'm doing the thing I'm accusing people of. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, there was a, a an homage this week, a uh, a cover that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, the comic series did, or, well, that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. posted I think it was on Twitter, that was um, very reminiscent of Spider-Man's cover when Gwen Stacy died.
0: I heard about that.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen it, but the The original cover has spider man facing like away from the like you see his back and he's saying like somebody that's close to me is gonna die my you know my spider senses are tingling and they're never wrong, and I can't save them I know that I'm not gonna be able to save them right, and it's got a bunch of panels of the people that are close to him and uh in the agents of shield cover <clears throat> it's got Daisy facing away from the camera or facing away from the, from the reader. Yeah. And in a very similar setup has all of the, the panels with faces and whatnot. And what's interesting to note is that in the, in the space where Gwen Stacy's face is, is Melinda May's face, Mm. which kind of like other, like nothing other than like, Oh, they're in the same location. Yeah. (laughs) Not necessarily a not hint, saying that it's a hint, but But it could be a hint. With the way that they've been setting her character up, plus that, plus just I just I'm worried.
0: Yeah, t- tonight's episode had some pretty intense uh May stuff. Yeah. So that's They're Hawkeye. Pretty crazy. Her.
1: <laughs> They're hawkeyeing her real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to uh, let's move on to other stuff. Oh, um before we move on away from Civil War, which is going to be the big thing for a little bit um, in tonight's or in today's episode, our podcast episode, there are going to be stills, all of the stills that have been released as promos for Civil War. It's wow, about a hundred, <laughs> about a hundred pictures. Man, it's man. it's a lot to upload, but I'm doing it. I like it. Doing it for you. <laughs> I like it. Dedication. Yeah. So, um, touch briefly on, um, Jessica Jones has won a Peabody Award. Nice. As of this week. She deserves it. Yeah, she does. And by she, I mean the show. (laughs) Everybody. They all deserve it. They all deserve a Peabody Award. Just give them all individual Peabody Awards. But it was like one of 11 or 12 shows that won Peabody Awards. That's great. It was really awesome. What did they win for? It's actually, uh, it's not a particular category that they win for. They won as part of entertainment and children's programming. I don't know why they say children's programming, but I guess it's just entertainment in general. Um, (laughs) They they won as best kids show. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Jessica Jones is the best kids show. With all that sex that happened in the first few episodes. You know, they got um, to learn somewhere. Yeah, the uh, the Peabody Awards website posts, um, this one-part superhero saga, one-part neo-noir program asks unpopular questions about power and consent while constructing vivid and compelling characters. Kristen Ritter helps us to discover the strengths and vulnerability of Jessica, a hard-boiled private detective who has rejected the role of superhero but must still figure out how to overcome the evil evil that threatens her, her friends, and her community. Mm. So, I mean, they give it a really good rundown right there. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's great advertising. You know, for kids. For kids. And there's sex. Anyway. So, yeah, congratulations to them. They deserve it. Uh, Let's go to the next thing. Hey, I know who one of your favorite actors is. Who's that? Nathan Fillion. He is one of my favorite actors. He's gonna be in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. I heard. Isn't it exciting? It's very exciting. Uh, so there have been pictures spotted on set. You're like, what? You don't you mean pictures of the set or nope. pictures taken while on set? No, no. There are pictures on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy Two, where he is in movie posters.
0: That's very interesting. <sighs> that there are movie posters on the set of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It looks very Terran. Yeah, that's what I was just getting. It looked like it was a subway or something. It does not look which almost a bigger story than this one because I think this one is mostly just an Easter egg. It could lead to something, but as of right now... With the character
1: that that he is listed as being? I know, I know.
0: could be real big. It could be real big. Uh, but I think, if anything, it's for down the road.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's kind of how that character has always been. You, you can tell us a little bit about him. He's uh, he's Simon Williams, who eventually, in Marvel Comics, becomes Wonder Man. Now, Simon Williams gained um, ion powers, is what they call it, like ionic powers. He had some weird, crazy thing. But he was given those powers by Baron Zemo, and for a little bit was a bad guy, and, like, opposed the avengers and he's super powerful um but he's he's an actor from hollywood so he's got all this money he's he's got the playboy um billionaire philanthropist outlook uh as just being an actor but then you know he gains these powers he does bad things he has a a redemption arc and then he eventually becomes one of the avengers he he helps to found the west coast avengers uh, with Hawkeye and Mockingbird, actually,
0: as Wonder Man, right?
1: As Wonder Man, cool. And he's real powerful. And like, if if that if Nathan Fillion becomes that, I, it would be so incredibly fitting. Well, and
0: apparently the movie posters they're seeing him in. Are a movie poster for Tony Stark's life, right? It's
1: sever- It's a. It's a Simon Williams Film Festival. Is oh, okay. what it is. Like there was. A, there was a Tony Stark biopic where he's playing Tony Stark, which is kind of hilarious. See, and yeah, that fitting.
0: I want to see. I want to see Tony Stark seeing a doc, like a a bio <laughs> of himself played by Nathan Fillion. Like that's great. Yeah. Yeah, that is beautiful, and, and if man. if it leads to Wonder Man down the road, that's fine, that's great, and all. Uh, but I feel like the big the big story here for me is a Tony Stark biopic. That means this is Earthbound. That
1: yeah, that part of the set is Earthbound.
0: Yes, which means at least a portion of Guardians of the Galaxy is be it flashback or otherwise. Yeah, but I mean, yes, agreed. Uh, but flashback. Could it be, I mean, it, it's, it's not going to be um, Star-Lord's flashback, most likely, because if it's a if it's a story, it's got to be in modern day. Some Something about this is set in pretty modern day, um, like, Earth.
1: Oh, yeah, because it's a Tony Stark biopic. Yeah, because Tony
0: Stark wouldn't have a biopic
1: when, <laughs> in the when Star-Lord <laughs> is a child. He would,
0: right, he would right. also be a child. Yeah. I, <laughs> Maybe
1: uh, a little older. I got a little probably, dumb on that one, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> <Just> completely <laughs> forgot about that part. Like, oh, critical detail. Let's forget about it. <laughs> yeah, the
0: timeline basically that some part of that has to happen in some probably since Iron Man 1, like uh if it's a flashback at all, it's got to be like a 2008 and forward flashback. Right.
1: This is what was happening while we were doing our first Guardians movie.
0: Yeah. So what's <laughs> uh what's what's that going to be? What, what is what, that? Are, are the Guardians coming to Earth? Is um, it? Just is there some background character on Earth? I don't know.
1: Well, uh, apparently they shot uh, scenes with Mantis this week. Uh, James Gunn posted on Twitter a picture of a a storyboard sketch that showed... It was like a real, real rough sketch, but a character with antennae, which is very much Mantis from her uh, original comics look, and he said, Hashtag what we shot Wednesday. And... um, in the comics, Mantis is half Vietnamese, half German, but uh, she was left in the care of the Cree, like a bunch of a uh, sect of Cree priestesses who considered her the celestial Madonna. And I mean, with a very Earth background, or well, an Earth origin, but Cree background kind of thing, like that, that could. Be some of her story? I don't know. But I mean James Gunn has said that that um Peter Quill is gonna be the only earthbound Terran. I'm sorry, the, the only Earthborn Terran in Guardians 2. So they're probably gonna change her origin. I don't I just I don't know. Yeah. Just no tell. It's hard to say. Oh my gosh. I'm just now seeing all of these
0: posters. And they're awesome. <laughs> they're so good. They're so exciting.
1: There's one. Um, God, what was it? It's he's a barbarian looking type. Oh yeah, called Archon. Archon. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, Archon is actually from Marvel continuity. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's he's in the comics. Um, he's this like ruler of a brutish planet who uh, a British planet. Brutish. <laughs> uh, he's like he's the conqueror of the planet. And everybody looks up to him because he's the best fighter and whatnot. Um, and his scientists determined that the power rings that that give their planet heat and light uh, are fading, but they're recharged every now and again by atomic explosions on Earth. So they figure if because they're like an extra-dimensional kind of place, so they figure if he can go to Earth and break it down atomically, like. Completely destroy Earth atomically, that they would restore their rings of power to complete power, like all the time. Wow. Okay. So he comes to Earth to destroy it, and like what ends up happening is like Thor and Iron Man end up going to their dimension, like to his planet, and like figuring out a way to power it. And like he gets word while he's trying to destroy Earth and everybody's fighting him. He's like, oh well, well I'm gonna leave then since we're there right. now. Thanks, guys.
0: Okay. <laughs> like what? That's, that's fun. Uh, there's also I really like the, the Tony Stark one. They have Tony Stark, but he's dressed like Steve Jobs Yeah. and in a Steve yeah, Jobs yeah, pose, yeah, which is pretty funny. And they also have the Toxic Janitor Two, which is a obvious play on the Toxic Avenger, uh, which is from trauma films, which is where James Gunn comes from. Yep, yep. So that's fun. Yep. There's a lot of really fun stuff here. Uh, check out these posters; they're super fun.
1: I'll uh, I'll I'll grab those off the web and include those in the. Uh... In the in the slideshow. slideshow, cool. So that'll be really fun for everybody. Uh, moving on, I don't know that there's anything else other than the uh, the the controversial article. Yeah, that uh, that Marvel and Tilda Swinton specifically have been addressing. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Marvel whitewashing their well, movies. Or there's been a lot of talk about whitewashing all in Hollywood. movies. Whitewashing, yeah. whitewashing. Not necessarily. I don't
0: think Marvel's been a large offender of that.
1: Yeah, they they've, they've they've done
0: pretty well as far as diversity. Yeah, I think so. For the most part,
1: yeah. Yeah, but the the major criticism is that in Doctor Strange, the ancient one in comics was originally introduced as an old Tibetan monk kind of uh kind of guy um Himalayan region like just what you would expect from a Tibetan a Tibetan monk, like very stereotypical. Yeah. And Marvel went away from that with Tilda Swinton mostly because she's a phenomenal actor, but they justify it saying that the ancient one is not a person. It's a title. So because that title can get passed down from person to person and like, as they're reincarnated, kind of like the Dalai Lama that, you know, they can get reincarnated into whoever else and become a new form. It's just in this continuity that person happens to be Celtic descent, right? So,
0: and I just think it just it's good. <laughs> the idea of it being a, a whitewash is overblown, particularly seeing that Baron Mordo is being played by Chueli uh and Baron Mordo is a white character in the comic books, yeah, who's being played by a black actor. Like, I I, I get it. I totally get it, especially with people being right now they're so upset about Ghost in the Shell, um, yeah being the lead actor being the character being replaced by Scarlett Johansson um so I totally understand them feeling that way but I think that Marvel is not the greatest offender and they do it the other way as well they're like and also it's it's being played by a female which it's originally a male so like that's another minority being represented in a in an important role so like I understand if you, if you're, especially if you're of Asian descent, and being like, "Hey, come on, what's what, what's the deal? We're taking away more characters away from us, like." But the truth is, Marvel's pretty good about it. So yeah, like I can't, I can't, I can't hate on them for that. I
1: just, I don't see them being at terrible great fault here. And like, there's yeah. been, there's been controversy over like, ah, uh, Iron Fist needs to be an Asian guy because the white man stronger than everybody else stereotype has been played out. Like, no, it's. It's part of the character that he was uprooted from his family and and put into Kunlun and, like, raised in a completely different society from where he grew up and then came back to, or, sorry, from where he was born and then came back to where he was born with this completely different outlook and decided he right, needed right, right, to right. fix things. Like, that just makes sense. Yeah. But they're not going to go with the the... From what I understand, from what I'm, I guess, rather what I'm hoping, they're not going to go with the, he's just stronger because he's white. They're going with the, he's descended from the line of living weapons. So he is now the Iron Fist. So, like, I just, I, I don't see Marvel being terribly at fault. Like, they're doing good things and they're giving deserving people good roles. I just, anyway, I, I could go on.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, like, this 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 controversy is mostly being uh, caused because there's a lot of controversy about other characters right now. Yeah. In the same with with a similar thing happening. Um. I just don't think that Marvel is the greatest defender, or this movie is the greatest defender of this of this whitewashing problem.
1: Yeah, and you know it's it's interesting to note um, as far as that Ghost in the Shell thing. The developers of Ghost in the Shell never expected. Uh, a, an Asian person to be the lead in the movie, like never even crossed their mind. They were they just kind of understood that this was going to happen. Like it's it's kind of sad that they just understood that whitewashing was going to happen. If you have that outlook, or it's it's cool that they were just okay with it. Like they don't care. Yeah, it really depends just make on your the movie.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen Ghost in the Shell. Like I'm not a not a huge fan of the anime stuff. Uh, and pretty good. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that it's a it is a pretty exceptional one and uh, yeah. uh I I should check it out. But at the same time like when a story is told in another culture, I don't necessarily th- if it's going to be made into a Hollywood movie, it doesn't necessarily have to happen in that culture again. Yeah. Uh not and- to say that it shouldn't, but it doesn't have to. It just kind of depends on what you're, what kind of story you're telling. And
1: the thing about it is like with with it being what it is, like the Major, the character, is an android. Like a a, a human looking robot. Oh, is she? Yeah, and that's that's what you understand throughout the whole of the of the series is that she is a human looking robot. Now, robot manufacturers can make a robot look like anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be of any kind of particular descent. So they could switch to Any kind of body that they felt like it—it's it's, not—it's a non-issue, in my opinion. Yeah, I might just be blind to it because I'm white. I don't know. Yeah, I—I I don't I try th- not to hate myself. I
0: definitely don't think it's a non-issue in general. I just think that
1: no, yeah, it, like it's
0: a—it's. I think it's a very much an issue that is that is happening, and that there's a bunch of like behind the scenes stuff. If you if you look into the Sony leaks, yeah, uh, that happened. There's a whole bunch of things like. They, they're saying, oh, no, you can't give Denzel that movie because he can't carry international because international audiences won't go see a black man, basically. Like,
1: that's real bad.
0: It is. And it's the same thing with – it's this exact same thing with an Asian actor or a, a any other race. And there
1: are so many good Asian actors out there. Like, it's a shame that there aren't more diverse casts in, in yeah. big movies like so, that. So,
0: so I don't – I definitely think it's an issue. And I and Yeah. I'm not a Ghost in the Shell fan, but it seems like there's a bigger uproar about that. There's probably something there, but I just don't think that this particular movie, the ancient one being changed is really that I I don't know much about the ancient one character either. It seemed to me like the ancient one was more of like a like a being or something. It didn't seem like a person. Yeah, it's it's
1: like a it's a mantle. It's a it's a title. It's not a particular okay. one guy.
0: I didn't know that it was a title that was passed down. I just knew that. Yeah. From what I heard, Marvel's statement today was something like, "It's a. There have been different versions over time, and it's not always this, you know, whatever the yeah. same. So we'll see.
1: Ah, uh, well. And you know, if if I do offend anyone with what I'm saying, I apologize for my ignorance. Yeah, there's all that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll try to fix it. Anyway. Yes, so uh, please
0: write in and tell us how ignorant Jeff is. Yeah, please.
1: Please, just lay into me. <laughs> <laughs> I can take it. I need it. <laughs> anyway, so let's get to some news feedback, shall we? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Brian Murphy said to us on Twitter, Boom shakalaka, amigos, RDJ and the Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. And then there was there was Spanish in there. Yeah. Boom shakalaka. Is that Spanish? No, I mean, Amigos is, but <laughs> just, Casa Veniedo. Vin- oh, he's being mean to me. Viniendo, Casa viniendo, viniendo. yeah. I don't know what that means. I don't either. House of something.
0: Yes, Casa is house. Yeah. All right, awesome. All right,
1: just like Legos, it's all connected. I like this. Risky laugh. What is a risky laugh?
0: Uh, I think that's like a Russian.
1: I, that's like I mean, a yeah, that's term the for Russian. term for Russian. It's the offensive term for Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Let's ask Colossus. That definitely seems like, like a character like... from Street Fighter's Laugh. I don't know. Amen. <laughs> um. hey, don't get so attached to things. Like, you want to talk about offensive. Anyway. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, they posted the whole songs. Must be two rounds. One with costumes. Talking about the lip sync battle. Yeah,
0: because we were talking about last week with the uh, lip sync battle that looked like uh, Mr. Clark Gregg was going to completely own um, Haley Atwell because hers he was like all done up with costumes and dancers and Man, she was did you just, see
1: her costume
0: um i haven't seen them yet I oh need to watch God. them i'll, I'll, I'll uh, you
1: want to watch them right now sure all right let 's do it She did bad romance I think she did Lady Gaga and looked like she was dressed like Lady Gaga <laughs>
0: <they can't> <laughs> All right, I never needed to see Clark Gregg twerk.
1: Man, he went for it. He, he deserves that, all that belt.
0: <laughs> I don't know who won. He I, won. Did he win? Yeah, he won so bad. I think he deserved it. She was great. She was great. She's crawling around all Lady Gaga-like with her weird... Crazy headdress. Lab, uh, Pan's Labyrinth-like outfit on.
1: <laughs> and all the crazy people around her.
0: Yeah, did he have some sort of weird... Clamshell,
1: or yeah it looked like um you know what it reminded me of bed. <laughs> you know what it reminded me of is what? the uh the coffins in firefly when they infiltrated the hospital
0: oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah
1: totally absolutely exactly
0: like that totally um so yeah that's fun lip sync battle good job clark greg congratulations
1: <laughs> congrats i guess at what cost? At
0: what cost? At I, what cost? I I love you, Carter Greg. You're the man. Great in this episode we're about to talk about. But... Clearly not a dancer. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, you're right. He, he, wasn't, he wasn't great. He wasn't great, but he he went for it. He went he all went, in. You know what? And that's what it the man's takes. Man's got
1: spirit, and the man I has That. Yeah. Oh God. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Robert T. Frost said to us on Facebook, this is so cool. I was watching a video on YouTube and the ad started up and it was a WHIH special report on the Avengers and their impact, especially the collateral damage uh, that is left in their wake. Great lead up to Civil War. Yeah. And we've been talking about that. They, uh, they've been posting their main thing right now. They did a poll on uh, who should pay for, uh, for damages caused when, he- when superheroes get involved. Yeah. And that's um, that's kind of the main thing about it. It's like, who's got the oversight? And, you know, who takes responsibility for it? Yeah. So, uh, let's see. What, what else? We got, what, DC on Screen. Yeah, the DC on Screen podcast posted on Twitter. They, they posted an article saying, for those thinking WB is copying Marvel. And it was an article about... Um, from Heroic
0: Hollywood about apparently the Rousseau's uh, said something about uh, Batman v. Superman somewhat inspiring slash
1: helping them green light Civil War. I wouldn't say inspiring. I would say helping green light would be probably the the proper term because... In in interviews, they said like from the beginning we want we wanted the Civil War story. It just made sense for where they were going with the character, like where they were going with the Cap and Bucky story. Yeah, just that's the progression that was made that made sense. And um, like they went to they went to Feige with it, saying like we want to do this, and they were like oh well, that sounds neat and all, but you know that well, what do you got? And they like they gave the pitch, and then BVS was announced and they were like yeah let's go ahead and do civil war <laughs> and yeah. then let's schedule it for the same day <laughs> no they already had the the film like on the docket for that day it's just that uh, like was there, was just an, there was an unnamed, unnamed captain america yeah it was an unnamed sequel. marvel film and they were like oh yeah that's cap 3 yeah. we're not scared and then later they were like by the way cap 3 is civil war we're not scared <laughs> bring it so good so good <laughs> uh but you know
0: i i i don't I do think that WB copies to answer DC on screens. I do think that the, the WB has been a little bit—they not even necessarily copy. They just to me always seem like they're behind the behind they're scrambling. the scrambling.
1: They're scrambling to catch up, and it's like they're trying to establish a shared universe. Yeah, without universe first. We're
0: gonna have a universe. Yeah,
1: like you got a shared universe. We want a shared universe. It's Like okay, yeah, I'm okay with you having a shared universe too. Just lay the groundwork but, first. Um, but like, I, th- introduce your characters in individual movies. Make me care about them. Yeah, and then bring them together.
0: We still really have never talked about BVS, but that's my biggest problem with it. I don't care about either of those characters. Right. I liked the Batman character, but pretty much all the amount that I liked him was based on how much I just like Batman in general. <laughs> <laughs> like, that particular Batman... See,
1: that's the thing, though. And that like,
0: particular Superman, I don't know anything about them. That's I don't why really I did so well on opening
1: weekend is because everybody was just like, Batman, not like that Batman, but just yeah. Batman and Superman. Like, nobody cared about what they saw. It yeah. was the, the the icons. It was the symbols.
0: Yeah, it really was. You could you have put anything on the screen. I think it would have still, like, been an okay... Opening weekend, but uh, we, yeah, saw, we saw we saw the precipitous drop, um, yeah. and it's because you just don't care. I mean, there's things that happen in that movie that I really wish I cared. I really <laughs> do.
1: Like, I really wish that that flash scene made any kind of impact with me. Yeah. Like, that'd be neat.
0: Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Not a big, not a big gun, uh, but in, in, in response to what DC on screen was saying about uh, them copying or whatever, like I think that's true. That Marvel definitely takes cues from what DC is doing, and DC takes cues from what Marvel's doing. Um, they go back and forth, uh, and I, I want that. Like that's what I really want. I wanted, I wanted Batman v Superman to be amazing because then that marvel,
1: marvel forward to be amazing yeah.
0: like what if they did and 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 some will say they did uh if they did something truly original and different and interesting on in a way that was like revolutionary either even if it was just with the action sequences or if it was with the um the characterizations or whatnot like or the storytelling and yeah all. <laughs> if it was all something something new and vibrant and different and then marvel had to like take what it could salvage from that and, and step
1: up their game. Yeah,
0: and bring bring those bring those elements into the Marvel universe. But what they presented on screen, I feel like it
1: did, Marvel couldn't ignore it. Like yeah, Marvel, and that's a bummer. I don't want them to ignore it's it. It's like Marvel looked at it and went, <laughs> "Okay, we got nothing to worry about, guys. Let's keep doing what we're doing." Yeah, like which is still making great films, oh, yeah. making incredible films. Like the the fact that like. Uh, Stephen McFeely and Christopher and Christopher Marcus, um, the writers for the first Avenger, the Winter Soldier, and Civil, Civil War, are also going to be writing Infinity Wars Part One and Two. Like that's amazing. Yeah. That is so great. That's
0: some pretty badass continuity right there. Yes,
1: it is. You have the writers. Yes, it is. It's pretty awesome. And uh, they mentioned because we talked a few weeks ago, probably a month or so ago, that uh, we talked about how there is the the comment that was made that there were going to be sixty seven characters, like sixty seven characters on the storyboard. It's like, it's a lot of people to work with. Yeah. Uh, they specifically said, like in re- in regard to that, they're like, it was how many people have been introduced in the Marvel world like the marvel universe that we can work with that are alive and okay and are able to be worked with like it's not going to be 67 main characters right like not 67 lead parts and i was like oh I, <laughs> I wanted a really big superhero roster i wanted like a four-hour film yeah like,
0: i mean so did zack snyder apparently
1: <laughs> yeah God.
0: it's apparently a four-hour cut that existed uh, at some point which is crazy it's too much. I don't mind. Hey, if it was if it was good, if, if it was quality, good. and hey, who knows? Maybe that four hour cut made you care. Yeah, they should have just made two movies. <laughs> uh, yeah. Put them out six months apart, make so much money. Yeah, like yeah. That they had if they had four hours of good movie, I'd rather than do that than like cut it down to two and a half hours and not be very good. You know, like
1: I want the Wonder Woman movie to come out before Batman vs Superman and her introduction.
0: Yeah. I thought the introduction or, of one I I don't even mind that they're trying to do something different. They they tried something different. I don't think it worked. Yeah. They tried to do the opposite of what Marvel did, which is introduce all the characters at once and then break them out into their own films. Um which
1: you know that could have worked. It could have been interesting. That could have worked if if they had made all of these movies come out relatively close together rather than years apart. They're not that... That's that's a little silly. They're like... I mean... Cyborg is not coming out next year. It's coming out the year after.
0: Yeah, but they're doing two a year for the next, like, four or five years. Yeah,
1: but they said... They did, like, when they showed us this this file or this folder of, of you know, potential heroes or whatever, right. like, they had three in there. They had Aquaman, they had Cyborg, they had Flash, And, like, these are movies that are not coming out for a while. Sure. And, like, Wonder Woman is the next one coming out. Like, that's okay. Because you introduced her, and then we get her soon. But then, like, The Flash, you show us him, and then he's not coming out for a solid couple of years. You show us Cyborg, and, like, nobody knows who that is. Yeah. And he's not coming out for a couple of years. Aquaman is coming out, what, after Justice League? After Justice League Part One?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know the order of all. It's though, just, honestly. It's, it, it doesn't
1: make logical sense. I don't. I don't really have a problem with that part of it. It's um, just in in the in the getting the ball rolling. You don't want to start with a boulder. You want it to snowball. You
0: know. Obviously, that's what's wor- that's what's worked for Marvel. I don't think it's the only way to do it. And I don't mind them trying something different. I just think in the case of, of Batman v Superman, it didn't work. Yeah. They didn't do a good job. His execution is everything. Yeah. If they had made an amazing Batman v Superman movie, and I left that movie completely caring about both of those characters, and like... I would want really, to know more about
1: the world. Really
0: emotionally impacted, I'd be like, you know what? They did the right thing. They introduced... Two new characters in this movie. it was basically a a, a mini justice league movie, um, and we got this you know, whatever like the dawn of the dawn of justice yeah i 'm excited let 's see where this is going, but instead i just don 't think they did
1: that yeah, we need to stop talking about it let 's move on to the next day. Brooke Kennedy on Facebook said to us. Interesting speculation. I'm not sure I hold out much hope for it, but it puts a positive spin on delaying a movie I'm looking forward to so much. Uh, she posted an article um, about saying, "Does Inhumans movie being removed from the schedule mean X Men are coming to Marvel?" Uh, and that is in regard to apparently recently the Inhumans movie has been officially removed from the not removed, not officially but undated. Well, that's removed from the slate. It's not removed. They're still planning to make it. They just don't have a solid date on when. And I like, I personally completely expected this because the Indiana Jones 5 was supposed exactly. to come out a week later. Like, it makes sense yeah. for them to go, you know what? Let's rethink the date so that we can get the most out of it that yeah. we can
0: And They removed it from the schedule is all is all it is. It's removed from the schedule, which is fine. I don't think that's, uh, that necessarily means they're not making it, but
1: yeah. we'll see. It, it's... I still think they're going to make it.
0: But the question is, do you think that
1: could mean
0: that X-Men are coming? No.
1: X-Men is way too big on Fox right now. I They've got way too much invested in it. They're doing way too well, or they're doing so much good for themselves. Even if, like, I personally don't like them as much as everybody else, they're still doing really good stuff and making a lot of money from it. So also, it's just too much.
0: Even if...
1: And they're making an X-Men TV series.
0: Th- they want to. Or did they, have they officially announced that? I think they got the rights and are moving forward on it. From what I understood, they didn't technically have the rights to that, which a lot of people are saying that that's what Marvel is going to trade Fantastic Four for.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that, they're gonna, that's like, a
0: rumor. That's a rumor, totally. But that would be great if they trade the Fantastic Four rights over, get those back, and give them the TV rights. That would be rad. Uh, speaking of X-Men... Uh, i uh, This is a small spoiler for this week's Shield, and we're gonna talk about it during the episode. But Gambit, right? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Totally like, so Gambit. Gambit. That's so Gambit. All oh right, my let's, god. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> <this> is,
1: <laughs> like the whole time, I'm like, "What Inhuman is Gambit?" <laughs> like, yeah. What inhuman equates to Gambit? I'm trying I would, to figure it yeah, out. Yeah,
0: this is Gambit, and like he even had the personality of Gambit. Yeah, not the voice, but like the he personality. He had a different accent. Yeah, he had a different accent, but man, that's Gambit. Like, it's and I so said it. Gambit. I said it two weeks ago. He would be a wonderful antihero. I was like, this guy. He had. A, he had. A, he had. He had the look. He had the attitude. Good actor so far. They need to bring him in as an antihero. I don't want to see him on the Secret Avengers. I want to see him as like. This guy they call when they're completely <laughs> desperate, and he just <laughs> shows up and blows some shit up. Anyway, okay. We're going we're gonna to move on and talk <laughs> about it in a few let's minutes. Let's loop
1: back to that.
0: But I just wanted to give a little uh,
1: – We'll loop back to that speaking
0: later. Speaking of – uh, but I, I think even if they wanted – st- even if the X-Men fail, like this coming – we're about to have X-Men Apocalypse. And if it is a total failure, right? Yeah. They just had such success with Deadpool. Oh, yeah. And, and it had like I think a fifty-one million dollar budget, and yeah, it made it made a ton, almost of a billion profit. dollars.
1: Yeah, it made a ton of profit.
0: That's where it's at. Like I think there, there, there. If, if 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 Apocalypse fails, we are going to get it won't. I think you're probably right, uh,
1: but it could with be, that disappointed tone. Like,
0: <laughs> it could have a Batman v Superman <laughs> sort of thing where like, oh, yeah. This is a great opening weekend, and then
1: fair.
0: fair. It could it could be great. I hope it's great. But if it's bad and we get not a great not a great response, they're just going to start making the X-Men rated R universe and it's going to be, you know, Deadpool X-Force, Deadpool, X-Force, Deadpool, Cable, yeah. And those could be badass movies. I yeah, would love could. that. <laughs> I would love some like cool time travel Cable Deadpool like jumping around in time and space and oh man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That could just be great. All of those uh, all of those uh, like Excalibur would be neat. You could get Captain Britain involved in that. Yeah. Anyway, beside the point. Beside the point. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Next up, we got uh, Freddy Acosta said to us, recently started listening to the podcast on TuneIn Radio. I love it. Here's my question. What do you think about the Inhumans movie being taken off the schedule? Personally, I didn't like the direction it was going on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because Daisy was really getting annoying about being Inhuman. (laughs) That, That reminds me
0: of, like... Your your statement, Ferdy, reminds me of like every time I talk to someone that I don't necessarily politically disagree with but they're just really annoying about
1: the way they hold their belief. <laughs> it's
0: like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you, but I want to fi- want to argue with you anyway, just like, cuz the way you sound about it. The
1: way you're saying it just makes me want to fight you, yeah. even though I agree with you kind of. <laughs> like, I agree with the
0: concepts.
1: Like, and humans are
0: cool. Let's let's all let's all agree with it. But let's like get on board with that. But Daisy, shut up. Daisy, you're really <laughs> So I don't I didn't I didn't feel that way about Daisy uh she doesn't annoy me it's a little it's a little touchy feely and it's links Lincoln's feelings to the whole like being in humans we're chosen and we have this path that we're uh, we're we're special and we're chosen and we are yeah, a unique. there's a
1: balance to the
0: force we're a unique snowflake all that stuff <laughs> uh i kind of feel like i yeah like i i'm I'm content with that because there's no proof of that yet yeah you know what I mean like I like a show where there's a balance of sort of science and mysticism and there's like this, like, is it mysticism maybe or is it science? Is Lash an actual, like, some sort of, like, guided response to the return of Hive? Like, is that a a thing? And Um, where is
1: Lash? Like, we saw him turn and then he just, he disappeared. I'm just realizing
0: this absolutely should have been feedback in the S.H.I.E.L.D. section. (laughs) Probably, I mis mis uh, categorized that. So, <laughs> we'll pro- but that, that's our basic thoughts on it. I don't think we said anything too crazy, spoilery there. No, uh, but 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 I I think the idea of, um, I love that in other shows, and if 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 Shield could pull that off well, where there's like a sort of uh, one of my favorite shows is uh, Deep Space Nine, and there are aliens that are. <laughs> known as the wormhole aliens. Uh and they're either gods or temporal beings that exist outside of time. So sometimes their powers seem godlike, like Q? No. Okay. That sounds a lot like Q. D- different. They're different. Okay. They're they don't have they're not omnipresent and not omniscient. And they're not bouncing around the universe doing things. They're literally living in the wormhole and they give they call them see uh, our 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 starfleet officers all call them the wormhole aliens oh uh, but the uh, the the Bajorans who live close to the wormhole who've been traveling through it for hundreds of years or whatever call them the prophets uh-huh. which if they 're living outside of temporal like in, outside of time and they 're seeing things on a more global like Globally, temporally, temporally global perspective. Yeah, oh. uh, that was a real weird way to say that. Uh, then they could just they could be prophets, or, or basically. I and mean, this is weird balance of like maybe they're aliens, maybe they're gods. Is there a difference? If at the end, the end of the day, like it's this real weird. Like, uh, and it's a great balance in this show.
1: If you think about it from the perspective of what uh, how Fitz described time last week. Yeah. Was it last week? Might have been. No. Week before, uh, sorry, week before last, when he did the the pieces of paper with the line across it, they see the line, we just see the black spots. Exactly, yeah.
0: And that's that's kind of the idea. And so they seem like gods, or is that just what the prophets are? Like you know, it's it's a real interesting, um, it's a real interesting show, and it's great. And if they could pull that off on Agents Shield, I would love it. That would
1: be cool. That kind of a balance. So I think we got a voicemail, right? Uh, we do, we do. Let's, oh, let's man. play that voicemail, yo. Let's play it. I'm ready. Hey, for, so for your uh, Capstone review, you got to also do Thor 2, because, I mean, technically Captain America was kind of in it, and then you <laughs> also got to do a couple of uh, flashback episodes of Peggy Carter. You're going to be up all night. <laughs> That's true.
0: That's true. I'm always uh, up we, all night anyway. If we wanted to review everything Cap was ever in, which I think he was only in... In, in, in Agent Carter, he was only in scenes that were actually in the movies, so that doesn't count. They were just flashbacks to the movies, right? Yes. It was just that phone call. It was the only time we ever saw Cap in Agent Carter. Yes. Um, well,
1: technically his blood did get passed around, so part of him was That's
0: true. It. We have to watch that episode with the blood. Where she poured the, the blood. The vial of blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the episode where she found it. I'm not going to count that. <laughs> <laughs> but Kinda no to. he's totally right. Uh you have to watch that scene where Loki turns into Cap. That's uh, Yeah. Yeah. We're right there with you.
1: We're he, up he didn't all leave night his name. Captain. We're up all night for Captain. Yeah. Yeah. We're up all night to get Cap. We're up. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I, I'm I'm embarrassed by that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be man, I enjoyed it. Okay, good. Get it get it on.
0: Oh, This next one is actually a non-spoiler review for Civil War. Oh, goodness. Uh, I read it at my own peril. He he guaranteed (laughs) guaranteed there were no spoilers, but if we were uncomfortable with it, we should skip it. So I'm going to give the same uh, to our audiences, but I will say I read it, and I did not feel spoiled in any way. It's just a quality review. Okay. And so uh, Uh, this this... is someone who's actually seen Civil War, one of our listeners who's actually seen Civil War. He didn't leave where he is from, but I'm assuming I guess it's out in his nation already.
1: So this will be my first time reading it entirely, so um, get ready for this. Svante Hoagley said to us on Facebook here, I was extremely worried about this movie because of the huge ensemble of heroes. I did not like Avengers too much. Holy fuckeroli did Civil War blow my panties off. <laughs> Holy fuckeroli. All right. That's, that's intense. Uh, I would rate it on par, if not above Guardians. Cap is great. Spidey is great. Black Panther is great. Iron Man is great. But Ant-Man is the one who steals the show, in my opinion. They managed to develop all the characters and show huge action scenes in two and a half hours, all done while maintaining a cohesive story, unlike some other recent superhero movies, BVS. Uh, Question for the podcast, who was your favorite hero of the movie? Well, you know what, Spotty? I don't know yet. Nope, we haven't seen the movie yet. My favorite hero is Thor.
0: We could have waited on this review to cover this, uh, but I just thought it was interesting because it was. I didn't think that was spoilery. That was not spoilery at so all. So good job, good job, Svante, on not spoiling us. Uh, Thank you. The, but uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited. It this just got me real excited.
1: Holy fuckeroli, I'm excited. Holy fuckeroli. <laughs> no prize for the best. <laughs> the best expletive use.
0: <laughs> yes, Svante gets a no prize. That's a new category of No Prize, the best expletive. Um, good job. <laughs> That's but a good like, category. Man, we are seven days, about, about eight days exactly. Um, seven days and 23 hours for me in 15 minutes. Do you know how. From watching Civil War. Do you know how hard my heart
1: just skipped? What do you mean? I, like, I, I have not thought about how close it is. It's crazy, close. it's so close. Oh my god. Yeah. It Man, it's so close. Jeff's losing it here.
0: I'm about to. And 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 Svanti's uh I, don't, I keep saying your name differently. Spontane
1: Spontane spontaneous. Sorry. Uh spontaneous decision. <laughs> I'm sorry that was that was dumb. All right. That was so dumb. <laughs> it's pretty dumb.
0: Um <laughs> I, I liked, his, particularly his feedback, they did a good job of developing every character. Yeah. There's a lot of characters in this movie. and There's so many. If you do it right, you can. I mean, in Avengers 1, there were a lot of characters. Not this many, but there were a lot. But we got a good... And we had six big heroes. Interesting movement on all the characters. Not a lot of development in that. Uh, but still, like we got to at least touch on the characters. Mm-hmm. If they if they can pull off developing these characters. Yeah. It's such a it's such a hard situation to be in going up against other heroes. I'd love to see them actually develop these characters. And and that's uh, that's the first time I've heard that feedback, so that's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Uh looks like we got another one, right? Oh yes, we did. Yeah. Kenny on uh, on Twitter at MCU cast, hashtag civil war, hashtag Captain America Civil War, hashtag Captain America. <laughs> So much content and so good! Hands up emoji. I really need your podcast on it now. Hashtag Team Cap. Unfortunately, Kenny, I don't know where
0: you are, but we are still in the United States. Where you we... buy
1: me a plane ticket, I'll come and watch it. Ooh, I'll watch it with you. I would probably do that. I'll. I will sit in a seat next to you and watch it. I'll I put my arm uh, around you. You can snuggle me. If I you would need take to. like
0: a fifteen. hour, If it was free, I am. If the flight very was free. Warm. I would take like a 15-hour flight to watch Civil War tomorrow, and then fly back. I'm also cuddly. What's the longest flight you would take to see Civil War like tomorrow? How long is the longest flight? <laughs> well, I you mean, know, obviously, you don't. I'm take, not kidding. You don't want to take a three. <laughs> th- you don't want to take a seven-day flight because you're going to see it in seven days anyway. So That's there's, fair. there's obviously like a there's going to be a limit on the amount of flight you'd
1: take. Okay. So six days, you're going to go with six days, something it's, like that? you give me a six-day flight to Mars, <laughs> I will watch it on Mars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so Nathaniel Muzzy said, uh, Geeking out so much hearing you talk about Dark Avengers and Siege, seeing Tony turn a helicarrier into a bullet would be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Man, I'm so glad somebody else likes that story. I've heard so many people that are just, like, hating on Siege so hard. And it was, I I loved it. I loved it so much, but it just, it's, it's a big Thor story. So of course I did. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see. Next up, Jason Whitney said to us, guys, good job with the podcast. Show's great. Way more important though. Chloe Bennett was a Chinese pop star before Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I think we talked about that, didn't we? Uh, I didn't remember. So we're talking about that. He sent a link.
0: To her as a Chinese pop star, like, I didn't I re- know that.
1: I remember watching a video and chuckling about it, and I felt like that you were involved in that. I'm not sure.
0: I don't know, but here it is. <laughs> uh, I, doubt, I doubt we'll get a uh, you know
1: lose our
0: podcast.
1: Yeah, get it, Chloe Bennett. Yeah
0: the show. Oh, I, don't think that I would be okay know. with a dance number episode of the a pop star. Mean girl. Really. She's no fucking girl. <laughs> <real. laughs> but she, uh, she is wearing similarly sized
1: <laughs> shorts. That's okay. Yeah. You're welcome. she a lot of, uh, Britney Spears them, she does.
0: She definitely does. They're supposed to be, like, those Britney Spears. Yeah, um,
1: where they're, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not bad, though. Not, not, the, worst. not the worst pop I've heard. <laughs> not the worst Chinese pop I've ever heard. No, definitely not, definitely not.
0: <laughs> um, uh, cool, thank you for that. <laughs> I, I had not seen that, and that's pretty awesome.
1: Uh, Another thing that Jason Whitney said, Hey guys, it just hit me that we're going to get a Planet Hulk movie. Ooh! Hear me out. We've already seen all the Infinity Gems, except for the Time Gem and the Soul Gem. It's pretty much been explained that we're getting the Time Gem in Doctor Strange and that we're getting the last one in Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok is going to take place on Asgard and is going to have Hulk in that movie. The way I see it is that the only reason to bring out Hulk into the cosmic side of the MCU is that the soul gem is going to give Hulk cognitive thought and we're getting planet Hulk as part of phase four or five. Mm. You know, I could see him uh, being a part of that whole like cosmic road trip kind of thing and accidentally being left behind somewhere. And then, conquering that and becoming its ruler, and that being planet Hulk instead of it being like Illuminati and them sending him away he right. just, or like even if uh, if they get wind of it in uh, in Ragnarok, like if there's machinations in the background where like Tony Stark and his little group they like they somehow figure out a way to to make Thor leave Hulk on a different planet or something, and he just stays there, and like that's that 's the Illuminati that would be neat, that would be really. That would make sense for this universe for yeah. the MCU. They wouldn't have to build up a whole lot to to make that happen. Right,
0: right, right. It could just be I mean I think I think the fact that he's going into the cosmic realm in this next film he's gonna be in is good evidence that we might get a planet Hulk. Yeah. Even if even if it's not this time, even if he just goes out there and he's like, that was fun. Let's do that again. Like <laughs> next time, it doesn't like go it just so opens well. The possibility up. Yeah, I think the possibility is definitely there for for a Planet Hulk. Oh
1: yeah. Type of type of story, especially if he finds a lady, and then we can get um. God, what was his name? Scar. Yeah. S K A R R. Or I'm yeah. sorry, A A R. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had yeah. a trading card of him. It's the only. Huh. It's the only uh, knowledge I have of Scar. It was okay. A, was a like trading card. <laughs> Well, at least you had that. Yeah. There are some
1: people that don't know who he is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had all the trading cards. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Next up. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, On the Infinity Stone spelling Thanos, it is possible that the Mind Stone is H and not S, since it resides in Vision's head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, uh... I think he's being serious with that one, but I think that's silly Nathaniel. <laughs> nah, I don't know. It could be. Uh, I think It was scepter though. That's yeah, because it, it was from. at least at least it, it was introduced it to us in the scepter. We don't know where it originated before or, that.
1: I mean, that's what the rest of these are going based off of is like tesseract was where that one was introduced the space gem was introduced yeah in. i
0: wonder if the gem i guess the gem is probably inside the te- i i you know how does the gem exist like exist in the aether yeah i know right like the gem <laughs> that's what i was gonna that's i about to get at
1: like like is it liquid form gem? are they
0: are they actually because when they broke open the scepter and it was like just an actual gem i was like oh
1: well that's what it was in the orb too yeah, in the, exactly. In Guardians like so, they broke up in the orb, and it's just like it's a gem just hanging out. And in the
0: in the in the Guardians of the Galaxy thing, where they show the ignits. the ingots,
1: the what? Ingots, concentrated ingots.
0: Yeah, so the concentrated ingots. Uh, I wonder if the ether will be reduced back down to one, and if one is inside the tesseract. And that's that's the four that we know of, right? And there's still two tesseract
1: ether, uh, scepter. And Orb. God, I don't know why that yeah. took so long.
0: And so there's 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 two
1: out in the world. And, the, thinking time gem and the soul gem most necklace? likely. Necklace.
0: Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's all fun. Um, uh it was really fun this week. This week on uh Breaking Bad. Necklace and I won't spoil it. Hammer. Not Breaking Bad. Sorry. The Walking Ooh. Dead? No, uh Better Call Saul, the spinoff of Breaking ah, right. Bad. Okay. There's there was a big mystery at the end of the episode. Yeah um but if you go and look at all of the beginning of the letters of all the episodes for this season the mm-hmm. names spell out the answer to the mystery <laughs> and someone someone asked the creators that and they was like we really thought it was going to take longer to figure that out
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they
0: were like yeah we really thought that um that would be something they'd figure out once the mystery was already solved on the show. Kind of like that's kind of what you get the sense that they're like, we didn't really mean to give it away there, but I <laughs> guess people pay too close attention these days. It's like that's real funny.
1: Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So what? Tesseract, Aether, uh, Orb, Scepter. We're assuming necklace. What if? Because that necklace is you know the um the Agamotto. Agamotto. Yeah. Uh, on Doctor Strange's necklace, what if the H is hammer, and yeah. it's in Thor Ragnarok? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. What's what a if good it's, thought. What if it is hammer, and then Mjolnir somehow gets broken, and the gem extracted, and then Thor has to use his axe. And it makes that sense, too. Comics. Isn't it the soul gem we're lacking? Uh, no, the soul gem is what's in Vision's head. I thought that was the mind gem. Uh, I thought oh yeah, that was the mind gem. Yes, yeah,
0: so I think the soul gem is the one we're lacking, which makes sense to me, at least from uh like almost religious perspective, the soul gem it be you to be worthy, have right, a clean. Have a pure soul. A pure soul. Yeah. Um yeah, that's kinda cool. Mm, yeah. I think hammer could be it. Oh no. Yeah, which does probably mean Mjolnir is Go going, going the way of, you know. The, the Mjolnir. Okay. <laughs> Let's get on to this more. We've got a lot. We've still got a few feedbacks before we can get into this episode.
1: Oh, man. i got to go back and watch Thor 2 now. Yeah. Because of the post-credits scene. Ooh. Uh, where they dropped off the Aether for the Collector. Yeah. Did they say that there were two in the same place already?
0: No, they said it's not good to keep two in the same place. Okay. Which one is one is in their vault. They're putting one with the collector. Yeah. And the collector tried to get a second one.
1: Yeah. What and a sneaky, sneaky it collector. It literally blew up in his face. <laughs> <laughs> As did his assistant. <laughs> Sebastian James Berguglio said to us on Facebook, read a pretty interesting article today. Now, we all know that Universal has the distribu- distribution rights for the Solo Hulk films, and at first I thought Marvel wasn't making any more just to avoid writing a big fat check to another company. Uh, the article I read, however, brings up a right of first refusal that Universal may have, which they may be electively preventing a uh, a film from being made themselves. So I guess it's possible that Universal are a bit more villainous than we have given them credit for. Ooh.
0: So they might be just... Wait.
1: Like, not refusing? uh right a first refusal would would be um them saying no we don't want this movie to be made because we said no
0: <laughs> i think no right a first i mean I, 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 don't, I should have read the article but a right of first refusal if i understand it correctly means that you get the right to refuse the movie first before someone else is allowed to make the movie um so, like, so it has to be offered to you first. So right of first refusal is you have that. See.
1: It's a contractual right that gives its holder the option to enter a business transaction with the owner of something according to specified terms before the owner is entitled to enter into that transaction with a third party. In brief, the right of first refusal is similar in concept to a call option. All right. I'm not sure that that helped. Nope. I don't think that helped anybody, Jeff. What are you? What are you doing over there? I'm <laughs> um, Wikipediaing.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's let's move on. Uh, so a, that's interesting. I'll have to read that article. I actually had, I made a mistake on my computer this morning. I had a bunch of things saved to read, and I didn't read them. I uh, I, I mistakenly closed my computer out and lost all of my all the things I had pulled up to read for today's cast. So sorry it could be
1: what I'm what I'm. Interpreting that as is that Universal gets to, Universal gets to make the movie first, and when they say no, we don't want to make it, then Marvel gets to make it. Yeah, that's but they haven't said no yet.
0: That's what the right of first refusal is. Yeah, um, the way I
1: understand it, anyway. Okay, okay. Kenny said to us on Twitter at MCU cast. Sorry for you. I have only three days and two and a half hours left here in Sweden, and I want to hear you guys talk about it as soon as it ends. Crying face emoji. (laughs) I,
0: you know. At least it makes me feel good that at least we, since we can't watch the movie for a while, people, other people that do get to watch the movie are at least sad because they can't hear our podcast about it yet. <laughs> is that, <laughs> is that petty? I think that's petty.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't have it first. Well, you have to wait for me to talk about it.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not saying that there's there a few people who have said that, and for somehow that makes me feel a little better that they're ha- <laughs> at least they're having to wait on something, and you know what I mean?
1: Like, Oh, man, at least you're being dragged down for some reason. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said, it's petty. It's petty. Oh, yeah, it's real petty. <laughs> it's so bad.
1: Like, I want to go visit a different country when Marvel movies come out. Just
0: Yeah, just I, wouldn't, I seriously would have hopped on a plane if I could have gone
1: and seen it. You know, uh, November is the next one, and that's pretty far out. We could probably go ahead and get plane tickets pretty cheap.
0: That'd be so funny if we, like, flew to Australia to, like, just see it and come back. That's like a 2000 We could go hang
1: out with Sebastian. Yeah. Sebastian James Reguglio. Or we could go hang out with uh, Jason Broadhurst. Any of these guys. Over in UK. I've always wanted to go to London.
0: Yeah, I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go eat some bad breakfast. It'd be so funny if we planned a trip to... I've never been to Europe, but to plan a trip to Europe just because of a Marvel movie, dude, that would be crazy of us to do. My girlfriend would be so mad at me. Let's do it. She's like, you know, why don't we travel more? She's not. She doesn't really say that, but you know, (laughs) well, she she wants us to take more trips. She likes it. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't? But like, I finally plan to do a trip, and like, I'm sorry, you've got to work. I'm going to London. I've got. There's a Marvel movie coming out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so dumb. So dumb.
1: Oh, man. You know, it would be so much easier if we could just, like, get into the red carpet premiere. Yeah. Because that happened, like, a couple of weeks ago. Or even the, the press screening. Yeah, sometimes there's press screenings around here, and we could do it a early.
0: That would be We nice. need to figure that out. I actually looked into it, and I could not figure it out. Maybe maybe you should take that task next movie and man. see if we can get into a press screening. That way, when the movie comes out... We can immediately drop the episode.
1: Yeah. You know? That'd be great. That'd be real cool. Yeah. We could have our non spoilery review and, like, why you need to see this movie. Yeah. And then drop, like, our spoiler-filled ridiculous review because we do that.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. It's time to get into some S.H.I.E.L.D. Let's get into this episode. I think it is. we we've, we've already gone a long, a long time with talking about all this. We had a lot of feedback tonight, which is awesome. Thank you, guys. And a lot of news. Which is awesome. Thanks, Marvel. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Marvel, for doing stuff. <laughs> uh, but I loved this episode, and I want to talk about it. But first, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, Facebook.com, slash mcucast, and mcucast at com, Or just call us and leave a voicemail that we can play on the show at 573-CAST-MCU. But if you really want to help us out this week, go to podcastawards.com and Vote on us in the TV slash film category. Our name is Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, and our website is the MC, MCUcast.com or just MCUcast.com, not the MCUcast.com. I was so close. I tried to speed talk that whole thing. Yeah, I noticed. And I, and I just messed up there at the very end. All right. You did good for the most part. Though. If you're looking for a similar podcast in the similar vein, but about DC shows, check out DC On Screen. They're our
1: buddies. But don't vote for them. Don't vote for them.
0: (laughs) Don't vote for them. They're shitty.
1: Uh, All right. (laughs) But at least they don't lack integrity.
0: (laughs) We're going to go into our spoiler section right after this. And we're going to be saying our synopsis for this week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in three, two, prepare to be spoiled,
1: one shield scrambles to respond to the enslavement of Daisy and her subsequent attack on their base. After some impressive flying by may one team tries to beat squidward (laughs) to the punch, By tracking down known Inhumans that Daisy might have the locations of while Fitzsimmons shipped, reach out to a Dr. Ratcliffe who may have technology that could stand up to Hive's parasite powers, but S.H.I.E.L.D. is bested on all fronts as Hive collects two new Inhumans for its roster and is able to capture Dr. Ratcliffe for itself. It also achieves full Creeper status by using the memories of two of our Shield's ladies' ex-boyfriends to try to reach out and have touching moments also fitzsimmons gets it on oh yeah you know jumping right into it that is the like the only relationship like physical that i've just desperately wanted to happen in tv like ever
0: i have screamed into microphones on multiple occasions kiss kiss him him on on the the mouth. It's just, it's been a real thing for us. We've been wanting that for a long time. And it's, now she kissed him on the mouth. You know what? It maybe feels other deserved. Places.
1: It feels
0: deserved. It does. It absolutely does. It feels, they've, they've earned it. And man, when she had to deal with, like, Will, uh, like, a, a, a beast talking from Will's perspective this week.
1: Damn. And she did the strongest thing. And she told him, Shut him, just because you have his memories does not give you the right to be... Him, Mm -hmm. Will is dead, and then shot it
0: three times in the stomach.
1: Yeah, oh, that's great. That was
0: nice. He real good. And and, and the thing is, Hive can die. I guess he's in a stronger place because he's been feeding and and such. Yeah. Uh, When he was
1: quickly, he ate that guy that was behind her. Because there was a person that was that was like coming for her, like to to stop her or whatever, or. to, to get her know. out of there. Oh, okay. Because she was being escorted out, right? Right, right, right. So, and, and Her, like,
0: guard. He ate yeah. her guard. I didn't even see that.
1: Yeah, I just, like, nommed that guy into oblivion just, right. just real quick.
0: Just gravified him real fast? Yeah,
1: like bones fell to the floor.
0: Wow. No, I, I didn't see that. That's crazy.
1: It, because it happened so fast. I watched it twice. I didn't, I didn't notice that either time. Man, I watched it on my phone, and I caught that. 5.2-inch <laughs> screen. <laughs> That's how dedicated I am. Watched it on my lunch break went a little bit over on my lunch, but that's beside the point. Uh, Dre Thompson said to us on Facebook, agents of shield was great. I say that like every week, but I love the heated discussion between Colson and may in the car beyond killing ward. Not much has been said of things. Colson has done wrong. So this was a highlight for me and Fitz lost his virginity. The young man's growing up so fast. (laughs) Why does he have to be a virgin? I guess that's the stereotype of yeah, no, the nerdy I, I lab know. coat people. Don't <laughs>
0: don't say that shit around him. He'll get he'll get on to you about like just lumping him in with all nerdy lab coat yeah. people.
1: <laughs> um, he'll get on to you real I, hard. I said that because of what Max said. No, like, I know. You no, I'm know, saying gotta dress fancy. I'm saying
0: Dre. Dre needs to oh, yeah. step off. Like, tone it down so Fitz will take him down. <laughs> Fitz will take him down a rung or two. Um, I love
1: that I love that Fitz like kind of stood up to Mac like, we'll call you in to come and beat him up because that's all you are is big and strong, right? right? <laughs> That was great. It was and so then good. And Mac just just like stands up. It's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember now. He is in fact big and strong.
0: <laughs> I yes. love speaking of one of my favorite lines was <laughs> uh, "Hellfire" or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Burning Man would be great, but yeah, there's this festival that was so good. Bunch of hippies. <laughs> I like him a lot. I like that character a lot so far. Uh, but him, he was like, "Ooh, what are you made of?" And and, and uh, Mac just said. me (laughs) (laughs) it's like i'm not inhuman i'm just a big dude (laughs) yeah what are you made of me Me?
1: he said real inquisitively i like i like that he he quips back at him and like throws the the molotov at him just like what about blow hard (laughs) blows it up yeah, that was pretty
0: awesome. It oh, was...
1: I just really like Mac and all of his quippiness. Like, he's a great guy. I like that character. Yeah, I do too. Really, I do too. really like that character. To Dre's point,
0: we kind of skipped over his main point here. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, Colson in the car. Man, Colson in the car. That was an
1: intense conversation. It really was. It made me uncomfortable. It did, did me too. Mommy <laughs> and Daddy are fighting. Right? <laughs> like... I was like, "May, what? Do you, what right do you have to be so mad at him like this? Like, I get where you're coming from, but like, why do you gotta be so mad?" He talks
0: pretty rough about her. Like, he he. I forget what he says, but he talks down to her. Like, oh yeah, like, like so like, quick
1: to be on the trigger.
0: Yeah, so quick to be on the trigger. Like, I pull the trigger because you tell me to pull the trigger. Yeah, you're the director. Like that was, he was right. He
1: yeah, was right. she. I mean, she was right. I get it. And him, like,
0: and, and that opened the door to her being like, "You are not her father." like that's that's some real talk
1: she got real serious she got real serious about it yeah just and then she stormed out and slammed the door then they had to like have that makeup (laughs) shoot (laughs) out just gunfire happening god i was scared for may right then i was like no this can't be the moment I really
0: like how they're setting up all of these inhumans on, and and they're putting them on opposite sides. And I normally I don't like the whole um,
1: brainwashing thing, but so far I've been pretty interested. So yeah, far, it hasn't the, felt boring. Well, the the way that they explain the science in this episode just it makes it seem so much more real, like because the. Uh, What they were saying is that the parasite gets into the brain and floods the brain with dopamine so that the person becomes addicted, like the inhuman becomes addicted. Yeah, and and that sounds like it could be rough once they get off. Yeah, they could have a real bad come down. Yeah, real bad withdrawal to Hive. That is what that term is, yes. Yeah, (laughs) crazy. Oh, that's rough. Anyway, uh, Brian Keegan said to us on Facebook, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was so good... How can I get a murder vest like Lincoln's? <laughs> that, was just, that was such a good line. It's like, oh, a suicide vest? No, no, suicide no. Suicide no. vest you have control over. So, <laughs> so it's it's a, a, murder a murder vest? vest? <laughs> I just I love how just It's put one of my favorite he was. <laughs>
0: Uh, Colson's making making some real questionable decisions he as really of late. Is. I feel like in the first few seasons, I was always like, "Oh well, if Colson makes the decisions, it's the right one." You know, like yeah, he, he was the the guy to to go to. Uh, but he's been he's I don't not know. the
1: guy right now. No, he's he's really been. Um, what if it's Colson that dies because he's trying to redeem himself for all that bad that he's doing? Yeah, it's totally possible. <sighs> totally possible that Colson could be
0: uh, could be dead. Yeah. Uh he there's there's definitely like reason for that.
1: You know <clears throat> uh in this episode, in this oh well let's let's finish this off. Sorry, let's finish this 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 feedback quote. Uh we have an inhuman gambit. Please don't <laughs> kill him off, AOS. Yeah. Uh Coulson has a Stark Grade Captain America force shield in his arm. That was mark. awesome. That was perfect. Uh, just like the scroll version of Captain America uses in Earth Mightiest Heroes. Yes, yes, he does. Thank you. That was great. Huh. Sorry. Uh, that happened in that animated series of oh, Avengers Mightiest Heroes because the uh, Captain America shield broke and he had to use the um, force field Star-tech. version of it. Neat. Some Stark tech that was made up. Um. <clears throat> And then they went to Wakanda to repair it. That's where they met Black Panther. And the Vision showed up in that episode. It was really cool. Anyway, um, he says, I'm hoping this event that happens on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. somehow plays into Civil War. In the comics, Civil War started after a huge incident when Nitro, a mutant, exploded, killing a bunch of innocent people. I wonder if the inciting incident of the cinematic Civil War will be the explosion of this inhuman Terrigen bomb from the show. I'm excited to see where this goes. What do you guys think? Hmm. It's not going to be that. I don't think it's going to be that. It's not going to be that at all.
0: Cuz I think they're they're not going to want to tie it in so closely. Uh but
1: unfortunately, yeah, they're not going to put that much weight on the show. Yeah. for the movies because there are so many people that watch the movies and not the show. Absolutely. And they like they can they can reference maybe the show. They can bring characters in from the show. I that would aren't really important.
0: love them to reference the show. I I'm getting where I really want them to reference the show. Yeah. Kind of depends on how civil war plays out, but I like would if like they for them
1: if to they talk about the this like this growing in humans thing, which I, I can't I can't really see
0: them talking about the growing in humans or calling them in humans cuz even that like uh, uh what what was he called? Um the human test guy, the guy who was doing advancements on humans in this episode. Radcliffe. Radcliffe.
1: Even Radcliffe didn't know the Inhumans are real. Yeah, when, when they said uh, he's, uh, or no, she's an Inhuman, he said, they're real? Yeah, see, like, I think that it's still
0: pretty... Well, I mean, pretty... They, could,
1: they could put it in there as a rumor. Like, I've heard about this possible thing with... Yeah, I think, if anything, they're up. just
0: going to mention that other power people have been popping up. And we've got to, you know, we've got to address this whole... we will put a lid
1: on this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're one of them. One of those weirdo freaks. Yeah. Like they talked about in Jessica Jones. Anyway, uh Brian Bilsman says to us on Facebook, spoilers for Agents for Shields S three eighteen E eighteen rather, sorry, my bad. <laughs> okay. Uh all caps. <clears throat> oh my god, my local station cut right before Fitzsimmons did it to cover severe weather.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually uh caused by the storm that was fitz and simmons
1: <laughs> <laughs> they
0: caused the severe weather yeah they did
1: <laughs> bound chick bow wow things got real rainy that was terrible <laughs> like i was hoping for a good pun but you i know, felt like saying real wet down. was just
0: too too on
1: the nose too sexy yeah it was too on the nose yeah yeah it's a family friendly podcast it. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> uh, it continues in regular case letters. Uh, that's the biggest thing in the episode, and I miss it. One of them is totally going to get Whedon this season. I can feel it. Fitz mm, said it himself. They're right. Cursed by the Weedens. <laughs> <laughs> the old Whedon curse. <laughs> the the you know, fact that Weedens write people and kill them. <laughs> that's that. You know, Daisy said to Fitz. I've seen the future and I know someone on the team dies and she says that you both need to stay away from her. Like, if you care about her, you need to yeah. keep her away from, from this. That scares me for them. Mm-hmm. Me too. That, that so badly scares me for them.
0: When he said they needed to talk, also when she said she had, uh, we have some feedback. I think Marco Margot said something about this, but when she, said, when she said she had cold hands, that freaked me out. Yeah. I was like, oh no, she's hive. Something's happened to her. She's an inhuman <laughs> and now she's taken over. She Why kinda... does she have cold hands? Is she dead? Is she hive now? <laughs> like I, was, I was freaking out. And then they, it just ended up being sexy banter apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Marco Margo said, "Should we be concerned about Simmons' cold hands? Does she have another hive on her mind?"
1: <laughs> oh, I hope not. Well, she shouldn't have cold hands because we've we've found that when Hive inhabits someone like the Inhuman, um, they keep their body temperature after they die. Oh, that's right, because of the Gargoyle Glaze or Glaze. <laughs> gargoyle glaze yeah. i don't know what you were ta- oh yeah the gargoyle
0: gaze guy I gotcha. gargoyle gaze guy. Gar- he, he, he lacquers you up <laughs> he, with some stone I mean, We already turns people into gravy so gargoyle glaze <laughs> wasn't too far from like a possible thing i was like i don't have the best memory but i don't
1: remember there being a gargoyle he just glaze looks, he looks at you and you just get coated in a good lacquer and you can't move <laughs> until it's night time <laughs> Oh, that's just silly. I need to... I need speech therapy. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Stephanie Wills said to us on Facebook, Great episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. last night. I know since the Inhumans and Secret Warriors came to the show, everyone seems to love the powers in action, and those are definitely cool. But this is an episode that gets back to that spy game that the show was in the early days, and much like Winter Soldier... Fitz looking like a hipster Bond in his glasses and skinny tie. The Whedons are so great at character development, and it was wonderful to see more of that in this episode. Coulson and May in the car. Fitzsimmons tossing Hives Ward and Will channeling perfection. Also, gotta love Coulson's cap fanboy moment with his shield shield. Yeah, that was great. That was so cool.
0: <laughs> oh man, you 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 captured it well, S- Stephanie. Uh, there's a lot of really good stuff to love in this episode.
1: I love that it came out of his robot hand. I know! He has a shield built into his robot hand. I just thought that the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. should have a shield. I thought that would be pretty cool. <laughs> and she was like, handy. Yeah, God! <laughs> I
0: love how uh, understated man... Oh, uh, uh, terrible I know, pun! I know, I wanted him to call it out. Uh, speaking of... <laughs> <laughs> speaking of... <laughs> speaking of uh, some of my favorite jokes in this episode, my favorite joke in this episode was... Uh, uh. I think it's the same. It's almost in the same moment. He's like, My leg, actually, my leg does kind of hurt. And she's like, You should just get a bionic one, a
1: cybernetic one. A cybernetic one. And he's like, Too soon. Too soon. soon. <laughs> Too soon. Uh, what would he do with it? He, I mean, Oh, he could think of things to
0: do with it. <laughs> it's got a laser toe.
1: It's got a laser toe. It would toe. make sense that he would be able to pick up people if he had a cybernetic leg. Because the rest of him is normal, but he's picking people up by the throat. Like it, his legs can't support that. <laughs> legs are legs are strong. Man, he, his arm was cut off. Like what?
0: If you've already got your legs like locked into place and your back locked into place, and you just had to lift your arm, you could probably do that. Well, the, the with arm, a person, not the arm. The, the, if your arm was cybernetic, not just your hand. Yeah, it, it was.
1: It's below his elbow. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's, like, that's, there's that's, no way he can like. No dude, way he can lift people. I'm deadlifting three fifty five in my workouts. Unless, I know that's a bunch. Unless, like, I know what that feels like.
0: Unless he has little uh, like Stark Tech repulsors like pushing his hand up. <laughs> that's, then then it's his hand working independently, it's, and that it's, could, just, it's going. Yeah.
1: Kind of like when when Stark was trying to pick up the hammer, and like. The glove exactly, like exactly. opens up and like has more rockets. Yeah. He's like, are you on my team? Whatever, just pull. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so
0: excited. I'm really gonna try to watch all of the all those movies again this week. And I'm, Man, I'm gonna I'm do that tonight.
1: Like like said, I'm gonna be up late. <laughs> 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 all right. So uh, let's see, more feedback. Joe Sanders said to us on uh, Twitter at MCU cast at agents of shield, establishing that time is fixed in the MCU could limit their ability to play with time later, even with a time gem.
0: Yeah, unless I've thought about this at, at nauseum because you know, you're one of those guys. As soon as they start playing with time travel, I'm like, I'm thinking about the repercussions of that. Um, <laughs> and I I agree with you, unless somehow that that is, I mean, we know how powerful the Infinity Stones are for their individual like uses. Yeah. Um, not to mention when they come together. Uh, but if. Possibly that is the only way to bend. They like, actually change things. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, like this
1: is the thing that can do it. Yeah, like this is time. Like we've established this rule that time is unchanging, except for when you use this one item.
0: Yeah, this is an item that can change it, even though we've stated it's unchanging. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so that I mean that
1: establishes a rule.
0: Yeah, I, I'd be okay with a rule like that. That would be. That wouldn't be. I wouldn't hate on that too hard. I wouldn't even hate on it if there were like tech. Where like you could be like they could create tech that would allow them to change things or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh,
1: let's see. Rob Rivera said, I never liked Daisy slash sky. This episode just solidified my hate for her, infected or not. Ooh,
0: we're getting uh, we're getting a lot of uh, We're getting the spectrum here. Daisy Sky hate tonight. Like, <laughs> um, we've got a lot of this this episode's great, but that's the second Daisy's not so great we've gotten. Yeah, yeah. I actually I don't mind Daisy in general, uh, but I haven't really—I, I haven't really felt for her like I feel like I should in these last few episodes. Yeah, like she's being controlled by this thing, and
1: you know, I
0: wanted to be more creeped out than I was when she had her like head on Ward's shoulder. I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it didn't like gross me out as much as I felt like it should have.
1: <laughs> yeah, when she leaned in, like first my first thought was like, oh, that's cute, and then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Whoa! What are you
0: doing? What are you doing? I'm a little worried that this this season going to end with all these inhumans with like super bad like withdrawal from Hive. Like they're all going to be like laid up because yeah. they can't
1: handle it. And then it's going to go back to a spy show. Yeah, because all the inhumans yeah, are laid you know, up. He
0: was mentioning uh, someone mentioned a moment ago about the spy show. Uh, this being a spy show, it's interesting because that's. Basically, the show has become such a superhero show that they're always off doing superhero things, and the one time they're not, the one time it's just like – it's because the two uh, (laughs) – it used to be that Fitz and Simmons would send Ward or Sky out with tech on. Now, like – they're all busy doing superhero shit, and Fitz and Simmons are going themselves. They're like, they're the ones going into the situations and actually like uh, yeah. dealing. I remember in the in the first season when they took them in the field for the first time, it was a huge deal for yeah. both of them. Oh yeah. Um, and now it's only three seasons later, but they're they're very comfortable going to the field. They even like got onto Mac for like suggesting that they weren't basically. <laughs> they're like, like we got this, we, we got can this. handle it,
1: Mac. Do you know what I did for her? jump through a portal. That's right. He he traveled the universe for her. Yeah. Yeah. So good. <laughs> okay. uh, in rela or in uh, reference to the article that we talked about earlier with the uh, the different uh, or with the uh, the comic book cover for the promo for Agents of Shield, um, Marco Margo said to us on Twitter, in comparison to the covers, it doesn't look too good for Agent May. Mhm. Yep, yep. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Kind of scary but she'll be okay, right? I don't know. I really don't I'm know. I'm scared for everybody. Like, Daisy saying, like, you need to keep her away from, from all of this makes me think that it's going to be Simmons. But then the way that they're characterizing May makes me think it's going to be May, and then Colson having to redeem himself. It might be Colson, but he's, like, he's the heart of the show. They can't kill him twice. Yeah. They cannot kill him again.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know who they'll I I I don't know if someone is actually going to die and if they do I have no idea who it's gonna be. I'm scared. Uh but based on that cover, it seems like they're they really are going to kill someone. Yeah. Um I don't want it to be the new guy. I don't want it to be
1: James. I like James a lot. Yeah. You know, uh I really liked I, I really liked that um that Lincoln was was using um Daisy as his anchor, you know, like I need her to not be to be or to not be angry. Like I feel at peace with her. Like that's that's real sweet and all, but like while he was doing the thing that he was apologizing for, like while he was holding um Alicia, the like the imagery there, like the the special effects there was amazing. When he had electricity like coursing through him, yeah, talking about like just torturing her, basically, like I yeah, will make was... her suffer. Like that was awesome. That, yeah, that looked was... so cool. Lincoln's Lincoln can get real dark. Yeah, he can. Even though the electricity makes light, it's like real dark. all these others,
0: all these other characters that are being controlled by Hive are just going dark because they're controlled by Hive. But Lincoln's like Lincoln's like I'm already there. Just legit a dark character yeah. at times.
1: I want to I see more of him being a badass. I'm,
0: I'm worried they'll kill him off. I feel like we're finally getting some character development from him, too. And Just, just so that uh, they can kill him I off? I feel like anyone. they're doing a good job this season of character development because I feel like anyone could die.
1: Yeah. Um, and normally, they're eyeing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. They, they develop characters so that they can make it seem like somebody's going to die. It is the Whedon way. It, it is the, is Whedon, the way. Whedon way. Here's somebody you should love, and here's why. And now they're dead. So, uh, should we. Is there anything else you want to talk about this episode before we w- watch next week's promo? Hmm. I like the oneer to start the episode off. Oh, goodness. I didn't notice it. Yeah, it was uh, it was just like a top oh. down following Mac around as he was making sure the bass was okay. Mac and May were talking together, right? Well it was just Mac. Yeah. It was following Mac and, and people were coming in and going. Oh neat. I'm gonna have to rewatch that. It was, I, just, I didn't... it was real nifty. Like it wasn't anything that was like incredibly special like the fight scene with, with Daisy last season, but like it was just, just still
0: an impressive feat. Yeah, it
1: was it was neat.
0: I love a good winner. Love yeah. a good winner. And and that, that, that first conversation with Mac and May was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I like that. Um, that like Lincoln is out in the in the beginning of it. Like, okay, they accept it that it wasn't him. Like he's not the traitor. But right. then like, they well, met. they
0: also said they had the t- they had a test developed by this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's that. Um, and uh, he was like, you know, how's how's it coming? Oh, it just needs a little reboot. And then he just shocks the electrical system. Oh yeah. And boots it back up. Like, thanks, <laughs> thanks, guy. That's your your job. You're good at that. <laughs> cool like i i just i like the the it's not really a misuse of power like it's appropriate use of his powers. yeah it's
0: it's a non uh non-combat use yeah yeah which we don't we don't see enough of
1: yeah it's utility and i appreciate utility in characters yeah same here um let's see gambit gambit was awesome gambit he's like who is that he kept saying names that have been in Marvel Comics. And I'm yeah, like, he
0: named like a stop. bunch of things. He, he, we know his name's James. We know he's from Australia. Uh, obviously, because of how drunk he is. <laughs> um,
1: I mean, he said that. Yeah, Are no. you drunk? Are you drunk? Well, I mean, Australia. I'm Australian. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can confirm. I've known a few Australians. <laughs> Lived with one. That's super fun. He wasn't a drunk, though. Maybe he should have been. He would have been a better person. That's beside the point. Um. Yeah, I think this episode was super good. This was a really like they're so they're ramping it up, man. Like you can feel that there's a season finale around the corner. Yeah, because it's getting big.
0: For sure. For and sure. It is
1: it's getting. How many more episodes do we have? We've got next week, which is the one before uh, Civil War, and then we've got two, two more, more episodes. So three after episodes
0: that. left this season, and
1: the finale on the seventeenth is going to be a two-hour finale. Wow. Yeah, man. Wow, wow. That's
0: crazy. Mm. All right. Well, I think it's time we watch this uh this last ep- this uh, next episode promo. You ready? I'm ready. Guys, uh Give it we're to me gonna, we're going to watch this next week coming weeks uh promo and talk about what's to come with a, maybe possible spoilers whatever's in the commercial, nothing more. Um so uh if uh, thanks for hanging out with us. If you if you want to go now, we understand. If not, we'll see you next week either way.
1: If you were scared before, you should be terrified now. Next Tuesday, crushing a deadly experiment means endangering one of their own. They're coming for us. Only two episodes remain until the earth-shattering season finale. the hell was that? The Creed. Who will die? New Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fallen Agent, next Tuesday on ABC. Featuring a special look at Marvel's Captain America Civil War in theaters May 6th.
0: All right. Um that looks like some cool stuff happening.
1: That's really intense. The Kree back. Yeah. It they looks
0: are. like someone being eject- injected with GH three two five or something similar.
1: Something like that. Some, um, there was
0: some blue blood happening there. Some blue being injected. I wonder if they can somehow extract that from hive or one of the inhumans and try to use their uh use them to create new inhumans. We we heard this week that uh I forget exactly how he worded it, but he said he's gonna to, to recreate the experiment that co- created him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um recreate the original experiment that Cree did on on people to make him. Um, those are Cree Reavers.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Is that that's,
1: comics that's wow, that's what the the um billing shows on like the synopsis. Okay. Is that they're reavers. Um I don't rightly remember what reavers are, I'm gonna be okay. honest. I'm yeah, sorry. that's
0: fine. I just know what they are in Firefly, and that sounds pretty scary. <laughs>
1: so Or it might be Reapers. Okay. Either way. Either way. Reavers real and term.
0: Reapers are not not good things. Yeah. Uh, it's are they're they're again they're driving home. They're calling this episode uh, fall or uh, this I'm not sure if it's this episode or I think this final three episodes. I think it's this arc. It's, it's called Fallen Agent. Fallen Agent. So they're harping and harping. Somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to die. Who's it going to be?
1: Um, there was that comic the, that had May in the same placement as, as uh, Gwen yep. Stacy. The thing that kind of worries me about our Inhumans is that whenever they show the Fallen Agent logo at the end, with, like, with Daisy looking down and, and facing the camera, but looking down, you get the pictures of everybody. Yo-Yo. Elena Rodriguez is the only one that looks like it's in full color. Like, huh. the only picture that's in full color. The rest of them look kind of uh, blue-toned. Maybe that means they're all going to die except for her. <laughs> Everyone else is
0: dead. Yeah, so I think, uh, I think her picture is pretty blued out. It's just not... Uh, it was just, it looks like it was like a, a very green picture before, so it's not looking as blue. Uh, but I'm just excited about the return of the Cree. That's, yeah, that's awesome.
1: I and always it's, it's multiple Cree instead of just one.
0: Yeah, and I and I I love that this when this show gets a little more cosmic, um, and and it's interesting because I have a feeling they're going to be on the right side of things. I think they're going to be trying to stop Hive. Yeah, because they in the past have said they they want to destroy the Inhumans, right? And, and didn't uh, that previous Cree episode he talked about how they were? Uh, abominations or something like that yeah
1: yeah they uh they had to destroy them because they were abominations of a different time when the kree were doing crazy experiments and they had to destroy the experiments
0: yeah so they prevented that but i have a feeling (laughs) with all the stuff that's been going on with the inhumans the kree are coming back to finish the job yeah which means which probably wouldn't be such a bad thing because they could stop hive but all of our a bunch of characters we care about are now on Hive's side. <laughs> yeah. Well, one in particular. At least we we care about her. I think some of our I'm listeners say tonight.
1: Because we don't want James to die. I don't want
0: James to die. I don't really want um, Alicia Alicia to die either. I really like Alicia. Yeah. So I, I don't really want anyone that's just a slave of Hive to die. So
1: you know the it's weird that they uh, the the things that they did with Alicia this episode because it seemed like. It seemed like they were putting limits on her power, and, like she could only have four doubles, and like once one was killed, that was it.
0: Um, I don't know that they said that's what that, it
1: felt like. They, they, they didn't. They didn't actually state
0: any rules, but they did mention uh, there being four of her, and that when one was killed, like it seems like maybe she has to recoup, sort of like regenerate, yeah. rest. They mentioned resting a bunch of times because they killed. Th- that's three of hers that have been killed now. Yeah. So if that's the case that she can only have four and they're dead, she's no longer has any powers. (laughs) Yeah, like she's just a person now. Um, So, and and when he tells her to go rest up, she needs her strength. I think that implies. Full strength. Yeah. I think that implies that she can regain her strength and like produce more doubles.
1: That's what I would think too, but. I don't know, it just seemed a little weird this episode. That's like my only qualm, is that they kind of weirded out her power a little bit. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it
0: definitely, definitely made me think about it. And maybe she can have a max of four, but I don't think they actually explicitly said that.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but interesting. I don't know. Anyway. So yeah, so next week we'll be back with uh, the beginning of Fallen Agent. This uh, this run of episodes, uh, and also the last episode before Civil War.
1: Yeah, and there's there's talk of big tie-in.
0: Is there? See, because I I I feel I'm feeling like it's going to be similar to last year. Yeah, because I don't know about big tie-in. So far, we've got nothing heading toward a tie-in. It seems like there definitely seemed like there could have been by now. Yeah, but at the moment, of course, you know, in season one when we had all the Grant Ward stuff happen, I wouldn't have expected a big tie-in either. Yeah. We didn't even know that was possible. Like yeah. the first time we ever got was the Thor, tie- the Thor two tie in, yep. and it was so small that it was like, oh, that was kind of funny. Um, let's get, let's move on with our show. Then, then the um, the Captain America tie in happened. and It was like, oh my gosh, they blew up our show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: that was really really cool, um, and I'm I I want. I would love for them to be able to do that again. It's hard though because it's like, how do you destroy Shield twice? Right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what they come uh, up with. They've,
1: they've been building toward their own kind of civil war type thing. Yeah, but it's just Hive versus <laughs> everyone else. Yeah, at this point, Hive and kind of brainwashed heroes versus other heroes.
0: <laughs> I am very excited about this Kree episode. This yeah. is exciting. I wonder if we'll have any more space stuff. Yeah, more space stuff. I wonder if anybody else will show up, like from Asgard or anything.
1: I don't know. I don't either. I don't know. Let's watch and find out. Yeah.
0: All right, guys. We'll be back with you next week. Uh, please tune in and hang out with us. Uh, we're going to have a couple episodes next week because we'll have this dropping at normal time. And we'll our extrasode. Also have Civil War dropping Oh yeah. next week.
1: Are we going to do our, um, our fun uh, capstone? Our capstone? Oh,
0: yes. We actually plan to have episodes drop between now and then. Uh, and they're just going to be our previous episodes that have run before. They're just re they're re uh reviews, recaps, recaps, recap. What's it called when you reruns, <laughs> reruns? So, but you know, listen to them or don't. It's all good. But if you uh, if you if you just feel like recapping what happened in the uh, in those in those five four previous cap episodes four cap movies, we're just going to Throw up our uh, previous discussions. So, yeah. Throw up. Anyway. All right. Talk to y'all. See y'all next week. Talk to you next week. Peace. Until next time, true believers.